0: so we're supporting the lady tigers conference expansion okay so this came up this week and um i don't know if you saw this but they are planning to play acc georgia tech versus florida state is going to it's going to be the first acc game for both teams 2024 in dublin ireland in the air lingus college football classic i'm not sure if i pronounced that correctly but i'm not going to try that one again
1: well it's i mean they've played there's been several college football games in ireland through the years and um actually this year notre dame opens up with navy in
0: ireland oh really Yes. well i mean it's at what it's kind of fitting for notre dame i guess
1: well i mean i think it makes sense and since in our notes here it says give Bailey's take on it, um, I, I, look, it's pretty cool, um, but I would as a if I were the head coach. Here's what I would worry about: one, I'm definitely not going to open up my conference schedule in Ireland. Okay, there are so many things that could go wrong.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then you get over there, and it's not even called a field; it's a pitch. Okay. You don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's a great place to play. I'm sure it's in immaculate shape. But there's just so many things that I would be worried about as a coach. Like, did we forget something? You can't run out to Dick Sporting Goods and get a <laughs> kicking tee in Dublin, Ireland. I'm mm. almost certain of
0: that. That would be of now, while we we're, Now, while
1: we're on um, international affairs – Okay. Have you seen any of the world baseball classic? I have not. Well, it's, it the game last night was very exciting. Um, And it is like, I guess these guys are playing and there's all these, there's all these teams from all these countries. And like Venezuela is really good. They had all big leaguers. The United States team has all big leaguers. Um, But I looked at um, all the teams in it and, Great Britain has a baseball team in this tournament. Um, Croatia has a baseball team in this tournament. Okay, and you don't really think of baseball is kind of like a American slash apple pie slash um, Central and South America sport. Mm -hmm. Not even really South America.
0: It's big in Japan.
1: Yeah, and then in in Asia, but China yes. has a team. Um, there Cu- Cuba obviously has a team, and then the United States actually plays Cuba uh, tonight. I'm trying to find the exact game time. Oh, seven o'clock, and everything is in Miami. Welcome <laughs> to Miami.
0: So tonight right. will be
1: tough too. Um,
0: No, I think Bailey froze on the back. To basically win it. Okay. So it's going to be tough to win it. That's all right. All right. Well, speaking of winning, March Madness has begun. I, I love March Madness. This this is us watching all the games at one time on on the TV, thanks to YouTube. No thanks for increasing their monthly rates, but thanks for providing the quad view channel, I guess you could say. And we got some brackets going on. We have a pool. And I, I said that earlier today, I think I put out a tweet that I'm I'm like a drain. I'm at the bottom of every pool I'm in, baby, because I mean it's just it's just been bad. Bad, bad, bad. Folks in our pool, y'all, they know who's winning. My family entered, and the fun we've had this weekend is why we enter brackets. Three daughters, they really I don't want to say they could care less about basketball, but they could care less about basketball. <laughs> but once <laughs> once we get into that bracket pool competition and they see themselves move, you know, up and down on the on the who's ranked higher or whatever, and, I mean, they know to pull for a team that they've picked. So uh, it, it's been a fun weekend, especially having had all three of them home this weekend. So that's been really, really, really fun and really nice. But well, – uh, it would it's be hard for you front.
1: to be last because I'm last.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah.
1: There are 12 entries and I am dead last.
0: Yeah. If anybody entered to see how well they would do against Bailey and James, they're doing quite well.
1: Hey, Including look at my, my, mom, daughters. my mom's coming in at fifth place.
0: Your mom was leading the way there for a bit, but yeah. I don't know. The Virginia pick didn't help her.
1: No, yeah. There's the V beside her name. Sorry, mom.
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, love the upsets. How about the Furman Paladins? That's right. Obviously, they, you know, didn't get it done in game two, but to pull off that upset, the end of that game, what in the world happened? Coach Jackson, put your coaching I, hat on. Honestly, what I in didn't the
1: world I didn't see it.
0: You hadn't seen the replays or working. anything.
1: No, and I've been busy ever since, and I keep meeting. To- my my first cousin is a Princeton graduate. His mm-hmm. wife was a Virginia graduate. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have this family group thread. And they were watching, so they watched Virginia play and she was all devastated. And then Princeton played Ooh. right after. So they had a big, big time. And then Princeton goes, pulls off the upset yesterday, too. So good stuff. Princeton's in the sweet 16. Fairly Dickinson. Beat Purdue. Yep. Um, Arkansas beat Kansas. So two number one seeds are gone. Gone. So Prin- Princeton's beat a, you know they've beat a, um, a two seed, and then yesterday, uh, who did they beat yesterday? Oh, why am I why am I forgetting right now? They because it, it wasn't even Missouri. They were a seven seed.
0: Missouri. Yeah.
1: Yep. So with Nick Honor on Missouri's team, who played? For the Clemson Tigers the past two seasons. Mm Yeah. And then, um, you know, we'll see. Princeton's good. If they hit – it all goes back to shooting. In your little segment, you made every shot. I did. You're hard to beat when you make all those three-pointers. I'm just telling you.
0: Oh, yeah. That's the way it is. Me and Musa, we gonna have to play another game. Love the excitement. Love the upsets. I guess uh, Princeton's the Cinderella, potential Cinderella story of the tournament this year. And it is those those big guys go down. Let me just ask one question. And I I'm really asking. But and you know, today the games that have happened so far today, maybe it hadn't been a thing because Kentucky did lose earlier today. But I'm watching Tennessee beat Duke. And I, I'm looking at well, Missouri, I guess, is another exception. But you were right, Bailey. The SEC, I sent I think I sent you a text after the first round the southeastern conference killing it i mean they're killing it
1: yeah i mean and and i mean we talked about it last week they're one of the best i i didn't agree with the big 10 even though i'm watching right now michigan state is up one on marquette with three and a half minutes to go so Mm. um but the sec they're athletic they're pretty good um but as the reason we have more and more let's use the word parity is because we have this thing called the transfer portal right where these schools that it used to take a couple transfers to sit out a year and then you would be competitive now you're you're competitive right off the bat so the 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 distance between number 1s and number 16s are, is doing this yeah so you know I doubt Princeton has a transfer portal portal kids. <laughs> you know, that's just not somewhere you apply and get in. Uh, right. It's pretty, pretty uh, prestigious process, but the rest of the schools, it, they, they always say, Oh, he transferred from here. He transferred. He played here his first year. Then he transferred here. Uh, I mean, DJ Burns played it that played at NC state. He played at Tennessee for a year. He was the big South player of the year at Winthrop, and now he's at NC state. So he's been at three different schools in three years.
0: Well, let me ask this though. And I, I may be the only one, but according to the Twitterverse, I'm not the only one. But is there a touch? We talk about the SEC bias in football. Was there a touch of SEC bias in basketball? I mean, it looked like it looked like Tennessee beat up Duke. Now, Duke's used to getting the calls, maybe. They were just playing tough. Were they playing tough, or was Tennessee playing rough and getting away with you know, a little, yeah, a they little playing bit extra. like Rick
1: Barnes coaches them.
0: Okay. And, and I, because in those games
1: so much,
0: they, they can't call them.
1: call them all.
0: Right. So, and is that, is that across the board in the sec? Cause there seemed to be a good bit of that. And then I'm watching Auburn play and they're a number eight or nine seed and they're playing in Alabama. How does, how does, how does an eight or nine seed, get in the tournament, and not even really have to travel to play. Well, they
1: do those pods now. They they do different. Like, it's not like it used to be where they would, if they were in the West region, they would go to Sacramento, California. Now they can be in the West region and still play in Alabama, in Birmingham, Alabama. Now that makes it – that gives them a little bit of an unfair advantage. Yes. Um, But, you know, it is what it is. I don't – I mean, Tennessee's just – that's how Tennessee plays, you know, if you want to go back to that conversation for a second. But, I mean, look, I, I can just give you an example. I refereed a game today, AAU game, where the, the team that was the better team was playing full-court pressure, and they were fouling and fouling and fouling. Well, when I called about the first five fouls, they stopped fouling. Mm-hmm. Okay, and at the end of the first half, I called seven on them and five on the other team that was not pressing. So they they figured it out. Like, right. he's going to call these fouls. But if referees don't call it, guess what that team's going to do? They're just going to keep fouling. Uh, and if it's not a foul, if it's not called foul.
0: So maybe it's not biased, but honestly, Tennessee may have gotten a little bit lucky because if that team of referees would have called the, the game a little bit, I don't know, tighter, closer, or whatever you want to call it, it, it could have been a whole different ball game.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I've watched all these tournament games here and there, and they're letting them play. I mean, the players should decide the game, not the referees.
0: I agree. I do agree with that. So it's not like I'm upset about it, but I was just kind of noticing. You know what else I noticed? I just want to point this out. Speaking of the players, those players are good. Those are some kids in college basketball. And if you've listened to this podcast, you know I'm not – I don't keep up with college basketball probably this year more than any other year. But those kids are good. I mean, every every team has some flat out superstar athletes. They're big, they're physical, they can play, they can shoot, they're fast. I mean, they're all to you know, fifteen years ago they all would have been, you know, NBA players. I guess now the NBA's got a little more to choose from. But uh, listen, man, I'm impressed. You
1: only have to have five.
0: Yeah, and I mean, they're good.
1: Uh, Football's different. You have to have (laughs) eleven. You can find five
0: and some backups
1: you don't even really need that many
0: well i mean in Um, football but yeah
1: yeah but what i'm saying is you you understand what i'm saying oh yeah it's easier to find five guys that can compete at every level
0: um so it's like you say it's the the parity is bringing the competition closer for sure so right but this is a good thing for um for the fans you know what else is good for the fans diamond etched products these guys have mastered a diamond laser engraving process and they can put almost any design on items such as license plates, yard signs, tumblers, water bottles, and more for a high-quality, for everlasting custom-engraved product. Check out Diamond Etched Products at diamondetchedproducts.com. For inquiries and or orders, email jalen at diamondetchedproducts.com. I got a picture of some navy blue Clover Blue Eagle license plates today, All by right. the way, Coach Jackson. And it's time to do the giveaway. Got us a, we're giving away a koozie All right. today. Randomly selected from our Twitter followers. Drum roll, and please. This this week's winner is Colonel Richard Baslam, if I pronounced that correctly. So congratulations, Colonel. Thank you for your service and thanks for your support. I'll be reaching out to get your shipping information. And how can you win? You just need to be following us on our Facebook page, following us on Twitter. We alternate one to the other each week randomly selecting a winner giving away a tumbler and a koozie and remember this is not a this is not styrofoam this is stainless steel keeps what's hot hot keeps what's cold cold koozie there fits bottles and cans all right can, so, I, can I ask you a question yes, before sir? we
1: move on do you, all this technology we have we don't have a drum roll sound effect
0: i'll get it we'll work okay. on that
1: i mean i thought we probably should have that
0: for the giveaway it's not in the budget. Gotcha. <laughs> we got to work on our budget. All right. Well, that's awesome. But speaking of the budget, more like share, make sure you find us on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks again for checking us out. Click subscribe, especially on YouTube. We're going to continue to bring you some stories, some cool. And I told you there's a, there's a huge one coming up. It's going to be mid to late April and still working on that hip tape president. But I do have, a radio personality out of Charlotte, a sports media guy coming, uh, Jim Slade, Captain Jim. You've heard us talk about him on there before. And any of you Clemson fans that know Dean the Hat Cox, we got him lined up to tell us some some of his cool stories. So you do not want to miss that. So on behalf of the Fun Fans Podcast, J Thrilla Entertainment, the Fanboys, Fangirls Podcast Network, and Bailey Jackson.
1: Hey, it's March Madness, everybody. Enjoy the games. We out of no here. Tigers.